Hello, and welcome to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. Here at the Freedom Challenge, we strive to do good by helping enslaved women and children to do more than you ever thought physically possible and to do it together by connecting women with a heart for a hurting world. We hope you enjoy your time being informed and encouraged with host Tracy Doherty and our amazing guests. So let's get ready and join Tracy for this week's episode. Hello, Freedom Sisters and listeners. I am beyond thrilled that you are joining me today on the bonus podcast birthday episode. This episode has lots of goodness in it, and I hope that you are as encouraged and energized by it as I hope to be. So now you're asking, why are you anticipating this episode? Because it's a birthday special, and whose birthday, you might be wondering? It is my birthday. Today, December 13th, is my 50th birthday, so it is a big one. And it's very significant to me because I'm entering into the back half of my life. So I'm asking all of these deep questions about how do I want to live the rest of my life, the next part of my life? How, what are the things that I want to do differently? What have I actually learned about myself? Hopefully by year 50, I've learned a few things about myself. Let's hope. And where would I actually like to invest the rest of my time and effort? I've always loved the scripture in Proverbs 31 that says she looks to the future and laughs. And as I turn 50, I want that kind of anticipation for the coming years, you know, not like the sense of dread. I want to look to the future and laugh. I hope we laugh on this podcast. That's what I'd like to do. Now, one of the things that I really treasure about the Freedom Challenge, it's it it's the intergenerational relationships that are built. And if you've been on one of our challenges, you can just affirm there's relationships between teenagers, young 20s. We've even had a, a woman that's 83 on one of these trips. So the, the connections of friendship and mentorship between the generations is really beautiful. So since it's my birthday, the present that I want to give myself, and guess what? I'm sharing it with all of you, is the wisdom of three freedom sisters. You may know them and love them, but if you don't know them, you will love them. And all of these women have already crossed over to the 50-year mark, and I've asked them to join me today, and I love them and admire them. I'm so excited you get to hear from them today with me. Okay, so I can't wait any longer to introduce you to these amazing women. The first one is Sonia Finley. And a few months back, she actually did a very powerful, incredible, I think to this day, the most listened to podcast on racism and the distortion of identity. So if you haven't heard that, scroll back a few months and listen to that. Also, Autumn Ross, if you are a freedom sister, you know this woman. She is creative extraordinaire. She has been to the highest mountain and to the lowest peak in, or actually the lowest, what would that be, valley in Bryce Canyon. 
And then Debbie Gromveld, who is, again, is a staple and a hallmark to this group. So blessed by these women. So I'd like to open the mic now and have each one of my friends, let's start with Debbie, introduce themselves and how they're connected to Freedom Challenge. And of course, you're going to confidently shout out your age because this podcast is all about being excited about growing older. So Debbie, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, hello. I don't know if I'd use the word excited to be growing older, but I am um, I am content with my age that I'm at now. And I'm excited to be here to share your birthday with you. I have been on five challenges and um, two mission trips with the Freedom Challenge and got involved about six years ago through a friend who used to... Um, be the director of Freedom Challenge, and it's just been a real blessing in my life to um, just make new friends and share the sisterhood um, of other Freedom Sisters. And I serve on the Freedom Challenge Ambassador Committee, I guess you would say. Yes. And you're calling in from? I am from South Florida, and we've had quite a contingent of women from South Florida over the years. We do. And um, De- uh, Deb, you are mom of three strong women as well. And I got to say, for those of you who don't know Debbie, this woman looks, I mean, she she didn't shout out her age. You got to shout that out. Oh, I thought what? I did. I'm 57. I apologize. Just turned 57. Yes. And she's not looking much. Um, this woman looks like she's about 47. So she's, she's uh, looking great. Sonia is freshly minted 50. I can say that. So um, would you introduce yourself and how you're connected to Freedom Challenge? So I am Sonia and I am feeling fierce at 51 December 5th. Uh, So yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about being 50 and and hitting that milestone. It's it's amazing. I, I don't regret any 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 moment of it. I'm happy to be here. Um, I've raised a few kids to adulthood, uh, four sons to be exact, and I am I'm really, 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 really looking forward to the next season of my life. Having four grown sons and moving past that part is an amazing feeling when you look forward and you go like, oh my gosh, I still have energy. I still have life. There is so much more that I can do. And I'm constantly constantly being shown that my capacity to do more and to continue to do the things that I have done and, and all of that is just, it, it, I'm shown something new daily and I'm taking Um, I'm looking at life in a new way and I'm trusting the process and I'm excited about just experiencing something new. And so I'm happy to be in my fifties. I'm happy to be 51. I'm happy to have moved to that place. Um, I know the freedom challenge because, uh, uh, Tracy used to actually be my pastor's wife and I watched for years as probably, I'm going to say probably not 95% of the women at, at the church actually went on these freedom challenges. And I promise you, I stood back and I waved, you guys, good luck, enjoy, have fun. Woo, woo, woo. That's you. You do you, boo. I'm going to stay right here on the ground. 
Um, and then a couple of years ago, you know, uh, my friend, she comes to me and she's like, oh my gosh, I think you could do this, this, and this, you know, I've been, I've been doing a lot of, you know, uh, 5Ks, 10Ks, even got a couple of, you know, half marathons under my belt. And she was like, oh my gosh, I think you could do this. And I'm like, uh. and so I actually did it. I actually challenged myself. I went on the Bryce Canyon. And when I tell you that, even while intentionally that was about bringing awareness and, and raising money for the movement, unintentionally, I walked away with a brand new lease on life. Literally, my outlook shifted, everything shifted. And, you know, God reminded me who I was. And even though my life was feeling a little topsy-turvy at the time, having that as that touchstone um, just, you know, kind of launched me into this, this state where I'm just like, okay, Lord, I believe I can do whatever it is you tell me that I can do. I can accept these challenges and I can move past it. So it was, is one of those things in my life where I look back and I was like, wow, that was a major, major thing. And so, you know, if you've never done a freedom challenge, you got to do it at least once. I mean, I left actually going, oh my gosh, I'm a hiker. And that, that in itself was an amazing thing. So. I love it. And those of you who don't know Sonia, some of you have met her. I, I was laughing listening to her. She's 51, but I, I think every woman on here is like Benjamin Button. Remember, he like aged down. Like you're like, wait a minute, you're looking younger as you get older. These that's certainly true of you, friend. You're like, I'm like, wow, I've known you for a while and you look the youngest I've ever seen you. So that's pretty cool. You can tell us how that happens. All right. Lastly, I would love to have Autumn Ross shout out her age, a little bit about herself and her connection to the Freedom Challenge. Well, I just realized that I was 55 on my first Freedom Challenge and now I'm 63 as of November 6th. And I had never climbed at all, never climbed a mountain in my life. And uh, my first my first event was to climb all the way to Everest Base Camp, across the Himalayas and back. So let me tell you, no matter how old you are, you're never too old to start something new. And um, when I came to the Freedom Challenge, I had gotten to know Kathy Anderson, our founder. Previous to that, I was on the Amazon River with her on a missions trip. And when I heard about going to Everest Space Camp, I, I felt pregnant with the, with the concept of doing it. And I have lost track of how many challenges I've been on, Tracy. I've been on a bunch. So many. Yeah. And I live in Texas. I have three grown sons and three grandsons. And I have the first granddaughter, first girl to be born, excuse me, the third girl to be born in the Ross family in 101 years. We got a girl. That is amazing. I love it. So these are my amazing friends. And thank you for joining today with me on my birthday. So like I said, turning 50 is quite significant. And I've been spending a lot of time reflecting on the past and thinking about the future. And to be honest, I'm very expectant about the life to come. You know, the Bible talks about like the gray hair club. And I guess as I turn 50, I get to join that club, although I am still going to keep coloring my hair and weaving it blonde. But it does kind of feel exciting. Getting older in this country is actually often not talked about in a very positive way. 
And I'd just love to hear vulnerably from each of you what kind of mindset you had when you turned 50 and how you actually commemorated that day or that that time frame and what that was like for each of you. So, Well, this is autumn again. Um, it's been a few years since that day, Tracy, but I remember it well because I was blessed to have just really an army of girlfriends and um, somebody threw me a big 50th birthday party and there were over, I think, 30 girls there, friends, and they went around and blessed me. And I, how can you ever forget that? Uh, it was overwhelming. And I just remember having a, a real excitement and a sense of gratitude. I, I really was so blessed to have that many people in my life. If you, if you look back at life and going to the next life, to heaven, um, that's really all you can take with you as people. And so that's the best treasure you can have here on earth is, is others. Yeah. Autumn, do you you feel like you remember that your mindset was one of expectancy? Because, you know, you hear, you see the birthday things like over the hill and it's black and all that. And it's interesting because I really do feel differently than that. But it sounds like you were kind of cartwheeling into 50. Well, I, you know, I look back now and and it was just a very exciting time um, as I'm also winding down being a mother. And so many times being a mother can become a woman's identity. And so I will say that I had to kind of walk through that, especially the mother of three sons. And uh, it you, you have to make a decision that you're going to keep living and you're going to live life to the fullest. And I'm still doing that. Uh, I can't wait to 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 do the next thing tomorrow, to, to go on the next adventure. I'm an adventure junkie. And uh, I just love life and I love people. So I think that's a great way to just approach every day. It's an adventure. Yeah. Thank you. Sonia, what do you have to say about this? Oh, wow. So mine is pretty recent and pretty fresh in my mind. Um, But I remember, like I said, after the, the Bryce Canyon, where literally God reset me, Um, I began to approach life with a mindset of saying yes. So it was more along the lines of, okay, what can I do? And if something presented itself, an opportunity or whatever that was, then I simply said yes. And in saying yes, it opened doors to so much. So my 49th year was literally God just springboarded me into a massive, massive period of understanding and insight and and just all the things that I thought I knew it was just like wait a minute that's that's not where I'm going that's not it that's this something's changing and literally I begin to shift my friends and family were saying oh my gosh you're more open you're 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 just more willing you're you know you could call me and I'm like hey I'm up for it I just you know stepping into challenges year 49 I traveled all year long I did all of these great things so by the time you know I was hitting 50 for my birthday birthday, you know, I planned out this three to four day celebration and doing all these things, family and friends, you know, from Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday, you know, was, you know, Tracy, you were there for one of them, but it was, you know, just this huge, massive outpouring of celebration and love because I just felt like this was, this was the beginning of a new season. You know, my forties was all about learning and beginning to understand myself and accept myself because that is, that is a huge challenge for women, but I began to understand and accept who I was. I 
didn't make excuses. I didn't, I didn't apologize anymore. I didn't try to, you know, be like, oh my God, you're so horrible. You need to change. It was like, I began to give myself grace. And in giving myself grace, it allowed me to step into a place of strength, being proud of who I was. And so it ended, you know, the, the celebration ended with me literally taking my first overseas trip by myself. Mm-hmm. I planned it. I, you know, I was very meticulous about the details. I knew what I wanted to do. I knew how I wanted it to look. And I, I did that jump. I had my passport in hand. I got on that plane. I went to Belize. I stayed there by myself. I, I met people. I did what I wanted. I gave myself that freedom. And when I came back, I was absolutely refreshed. I was just, you know, in that place of, wow, I did that. And so entering my fifties, I I had a sense of, you know, accomplishment. I had a sense of strength. I had a sense of, you know what? I can face the challenges. I can do these things. There's there's really nothing even though I'm 50, even though people would say, oh my gosh, you're, you're getting old. You should be settling down. You should be doing all these things. I'm like, no way. I got stuff to do. I got places to go. I got people to see. I've got mountains to climb. I've got challenges to get by. And so as I keep moving forward, that excites me. So that was my mindset when I moved into my 50s and my 51. And so it's just, again, it's just kind of being in that space that, you know, the kids are grown. You know, I've experienced some life. I've done some things. What else can I do? Where can I go now? I loved being a part of watching you put all this together. It actually inspired me to even have this podcast. And at one point, we had dancing. You had pictures of you at every age with a significant proverbs or statement or coming into knowledge about. And it was it was really inspiring and beautiful. So thank you for modeling that to me. And just, you know, being one year ahead of me, I've, I've learned a lot about just accepting yourself and settling in and realizing who you are and what you have to offer. So I love that. All right, Deb, bring up the rear. What mindset were you in? And talk a little bit about how you remember commemorating your 50th birthday. Sure. Well, I was just thinking of Sonia. I thought, Sonia, gosh, I'm up for an adventure anytime. So just call me. I'll always go somewhere. Um, Let's go, baby. Let's go. (laughs) That sounds great. Um, No, I was just looking back and I was trying to remember um, when I went on my first Freedom Challenge and I had just turned 51. And um, similar to what Sonia said, I think the Freedom Challenge was just um, it was a cause that I was passionate about, but it really, um, taking on that challenge and I've always been athletic and been up for an adventure, but taking on that physical challenge and really, even though you're with a group of women, it, it also is sort of a solitary challenge because it's something only you can do. Um, it really made me realize that, um, I was content with who I was, I was 51. I was happy to be there. I was never going to be that ideal weight that for years I dieted to get to. I was never going to maybe have the perfect image that I thought I should be. But I really um, came to accept myself. And it was a great way to give up some of the things in my life that I had held tightly to, like control. And just wanting to, um, 
you know, work out all the circumstances in my life. It just gave me a, a freedom to let life happen and go along with it instead of ca- try and control how life happened. And um, I think one of the things about the challenges, when I went on my first challenge, I had two children, two daughters that um, were off in college, and I had one left at home getting ready to go to college. And um, it was a great way to transition out of the role of being a dated, not that you're ever out of the role of being a mother, but I knew that I was empty or entering a new stage of life as almost an empty nester. And it was great to have um, a new identity, uh, something to be a part of that gave um, not meaning to my life because I've always had meaning in my life with Christ, but just gave me um, something out, a, a, a passion for um, a cause that was outside of my own family and my church. So I think that it was a great um, way to transition into my second chapter of life by starting with the Freedom Challenge. Hmm. I love listening to all of these mindsets. And I hope those of you who are listening that might have any kind of, you know, as you're getting older, all my best days are behind me, or as you're younger, kind of dreading the age that you're able to just kind of hear the mindset and ponder that it is possible to look to the future and to laugh with joy for what's to come. Because it seems like everywhere we go, people are chasing the fountain of youth. But there is something to be said as a Christ follower to be chasing the fountain of wisdom. And so I'd love to ask each of you if you could go back and speak to your younger 20, 30, 40 year old self. What wisdom would you give to that young woman? Well, I'll jump in. This is Autumn. I've heard this. You've probably heard it before yourself if you're listening here today. It's said that the first third of our lives, we're all worried about what people think about us. The middle part of our life, we don't care what people think about us. And then the latter part, the last third of our life, we find out that they weren't thinking about us at all. (laughs) And, you know, um, it really is important, I think, to look back at my younger years and how I was striving for perfection and working to please God. And the older I get, now at 63, I have learned that the main thing that I need to learn to do is just, just to let God love me. And I know that may sound oversimplified, but the more I've learned to just rest in Christ and my my identity in Christ. I feel so much more confident. And um, of course, when you look look at the mirror at as you age and you get into your 60, 50s and sixties, you you can be critical of what you see because of gravity. <laughs> and that is, you know, that's just part of life. You know, there is a beginning and there is an end. But it is, it's also a great thing to accept yourself for who you are and to not always be critical of yourself. And the more you let God love you, the easier that becomes. There's, there's a scripture that says that the Lord God sings over us in the night, even as we're sleeping. There is a romance with God 
that exceeds all love that you look for on this earth. And um, I really, I feel like I'm in the most romantic time of my life because I feel wooed by that love. That may sound really corny and old fashioned, but yes, it's a wonderful time. And I, I, at, at this age, I'm still filled with wonder and I love to laugh and I, I just enjoy um, joy and, and positivity. And my little grandson blessed me a few days ago on my birthday. He was, he's almost four. And he said, my grandmother name is Maggie. And, and he said, Maggie, I love loving you. Uh, And that kind of matches what God is saying to my heart. I love loving you. So I think I would give my younger self the wisdom of just chill out, girl. You don't have to be perfect. Just let him love you. And that is enough. And it's life changing. I wish I'd known those things before. And remember that everybody you meet is in their own struggle. They're either going into one or they're coming out of one. And you are never alone. And um, just get you some close friends and and uh, let God love you. Wow. It's it all of the wisdom comes back to the simplicity of let God love you. And there lies that place of full acceptance. That's really good, Autumn. All right, who's next? Well, I'll go ahead and go. This is Sonia. So um in thinking about that question, you know, we, we you you break out some milestone years. You break out the 20, the 30, and the 40, and of course now we're in the 50, and then like autumn, she's in the 60, she's ahead of us. So um, but I, I realize in thinking about that, that each of these uh, sets of ages or these milestones was a different period of my life. In my 20s, it was a time of loss, okay? Major losses in my life. In my 30s, it was a time of overcoming condemnation for consequences of choices that were made. And then in my 40s, it was a time of learning and learning to accept myself. And so as I think about these, these, you know, these different periods of my life, there's, there's always something that I can go back and say to myself and, and that might've made it easier to get through. But the one thing that I think the time period that was extremely formative in my life was when I was in my twenties, I was entering to a marriage that wouldn't even last to my thirties. And then it, it left me ultimately a single mom raising boys on my own. And so what that does to a woman, it, it, you know, for me, it left me broken. It left me hurt. It left me angry. It left me self-deprecating. Um, it, it left me feeling, you know, not enough used, abused, all these different things that, that come into my head. And I had to walk through that. And not only did I have to walk through that for myself as a woman, I had to walk through that trying to raise my children, trying to do all of those things to just, you know, get from day to day. And, and so it was devastating the way that I, you know, my divorce came about, the way, you know, I found myself struggling, doing all these things. And, and so, but, you know, as you get to where you are now, you realize that there's, there's something that I could have had then. And so if I were to think about any one thing that I would go back and tell myself or a group of one things, I would just tell myself that, you know what, I am beautiful. I am valuable. I am amazing. I'm strong. I'm qualified. I'm capable of doing great things. And I am enough. 
Because from that time in my 20s, that being enough, that being valuable, that was the underlining thing that I struggled with throughout my life. And and just thinking about how I could have done things different, or maybe I would have made different choices. Maybe I would have taken a different direction. I don't know. But knowing and understanding that, you know what, no matter what you've done, no matter what has happened, what mistakes have made, I am enough. And in that being enough, God uses me. God still has ministry. God still has purpose. And so if I could say anything, I would just say, be kind, be kind to yourself, have some grace, Don't beat yourself up all the time. Know that you're going to overcome. Know that you're going to be okay. Know that you're worth it. Know that you have value. And this is, this too shall pass in essence. Mm. The not enoughness plagues us women. I really appreciate you opening that up and the wisdom within that, the, the kindness to yourself and, you know, loving yourself as Christ loves you. And that just ties in exactly with what you talked about, Autumn. All right, Deb, here she is. She's bringing yeah. up the rear. <laughs> yes, no, no problem at all. That seems to be where I'm always at the on the climbs too, bringing up the rear, but that's okay. That's a good place to be. Um, I was, as Sonia was saying that, I was looking over some of the notes I'd made to myself as I was reflecting on what I would do different or what I would tell my um, myself at a younger age. And similar to Sonia, in my 20s, um, I also experienced loss in the form of, um, sorry, um, I lost my first husband. And I think in the, um, through that loss, God really gave me a newfound strength in my faith because I saw God show up in the smallest ways and in great big ways. And um, it was through that, those stages of grief that um, the Lord really worked in my life. And I'd been a Christian for years, but it God became very real to me because I'd never really had to rely on him like I did at that time. And it was at the end of my 20s that I then met my husband now. And as I went into my 30s, I was thinking, um, I wish I had been more present. I wish that um, someone had told me to stop and smell the flowers because I uh, had three children in a short span of time. And I feel like I was very worried about making sure my kids did the right thing. We did the right programs. We went to the right, um, you know, church organization meetings, whatever it was. I was, I was a little more worried in what other people thought, similar to what Autumn thought, you know, the expectations that people had for my children and me as a mother and how, you know, I should be raising them. Um, and then as I, um, got into my forties, it became very clear to me that um, I, I, as I'm looking back, that I wish I had extended more grace to myself and to others. Because I think as um, Tracy, you said that, you know, women, we tend to let other people's expectations and the world's expectations really define us. And as children of the King, 
we don't need to have those expectations put us in a box and we have that freedom in Christ. And so as I've come into my 50s and um, allowed God to just um, allowed him to define who he wants me to be and what he wants me to do, it's given me a whole new lease on life. So um, if I were to look back on my younger self, those are some of the lessons I wish I'd learned 30 years ago. Wow. Thank you for sharing, just opening your heart to us in that way. Sure. I really, really appreciate it. All right. Next question. What has been the most significant and enjoyable part of growing older and what has been the most challenging? So I'll start if you don't mind. This is Sonia again. So I I look at this question and I'm just like, what on earth has been the most enjoyable part of growing older? Your kids growing up and getting out of your house. Yay! No, I'm just kidding. Even though I just brought some of mine back home, (laughs) that's like, yes. But when I think about um, growing older, I, I look back over my life and I try to think about those things, especially with the previous question. You, you think about what would I have changed? What would I have done differently? Um, how would I make different choices? And, you know, I can't really go back and settle on any one thing because that when I look at where I am now, all of those things, all of those experiences, all of those choices led up to me being who I am now. So if you pull one away, then maybe some of who I am, the strength that I gained, the wisdom, the knowledge or the experiences might unravel. So when I think about what is the most enjoyable part about getting older is simply getting older. The fact that in the getting older, you just have all of these experiences, all of these things that you can look back and say, wow, I did that. I went through that. Oh my gosh, I made that connection. Oh my gosh, I did that with my friend. I mean, about a month or so ago, I jumped up at the age of 50 and I went zip lining for the first time. And I can look back and say, oh my gosh, I did that. That was a great experience. Um, and then when you get to this space, when, you, when you're in your 50s and you've had that long you know, amount of time, you can look forward and you can say, you know what, I can do all of these things because I now have learned that this is not that serious. This is not that important. These are things that are great. Look what I'm capable of. Now I have knowledge to back some of the choices that I make. Now I have knowledge to jump into some of the challenges knowing with confidence that I can overcome them. So when you talk about what's the most enjoyable part is simply just going through having those experiences, you know, m- you know, meeting those challenges, doing the, that stuff, making great stories. I think I just love the fact that I can sit down with young folks and I can tell all these great stories and they just have these eyes like, wow, you did that? And I'm like, yeah, I sure did. That was me. I'm doing that. What would I say the most challenging part of getting older is while I may look like I'm 35 and I get carded when I go certain places and they're amazed at my birthday. Um, my body feels like it's old. <laughs> I still, I mean, I'm, I'm facing all of those, those, those things that happen, the weird aches and pains. And, and, you know, I want to jump out of bed and, and, you know, now I've got all this energy. I want to do this. And my body says, no, we're not going to do that today. Uh, the, the home that I'm living in now has stairs and I go up and down the stairs and I'm hearing my knees crick and crack. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And you go to the doctor's like, you're just getting older. 
And so while it is a blessing to continue to live life, it's kind of like, oh my gosh, my body can't take that anymore. So I have to look at things a little bit differently. I have to change some habits. I have to be more mindful and intentional. And who's got time for all of that? Really? So I just, you know, the stories are the best part, you know, getting the stories, but your body kind of changing and going through things. Yeah, not so much. Not so much. All right, Deb, how about you jumping in and we'll close with sure. Autumn. Sure. Um, I was just, I was thinking as Sonia said that I was reminded of when my children were little, we had, we called it our Joshua basket and we had a basket in our house that we filled with large, you know, sort of the pretty rocks that you put outside your house or in a, you know, an indoor garden, um, you know, those big black rocks. And when we had something we were praying about as a family, um, we put it in a little book that was next to the basket. And then when God answered the prayer, we would write whatever the answer the prayer to the prayer was on the rock and place it in the basket. And as Sonia was talking about growing older and um, being able to draw on the resources that, you know, from the experiences that you've had in your younger years, it reminded me of that Joshua basket because that basket is full now and it, and we have lots of stones that reflect the way God answered prayers for our family over the years. And I just think that, um, you know, there's nothing more frustrating when you're going to do maybe a home improvement project and, or to cook a recipe and you think you have all the ingredients and then you're missing that one thing, or you don't have that one tool that you need to um, finish the project. Um, being in my 50s, having all these experiences and seeing the way God has answered prayers over the years, I have all those tools to draw from. So I'm never um, sure there might be new experiences and different challenges or struggles that I face, but I know that the, I know the way that God's been faithful to me over the last you know, 40 or 50, my entire life, really. So I'm able to draw on those experiences to help me through the next struggle or to help someone else. And I think that's um, one of the, the beautiful things about something like the Freedom Challenge. We're able to share each other's struggles and the way we've overcome them. You know, when you walk next to someone, I mean, so many pictures in the Bible and stories, you know, Christ was walking with someone. And when you walk with someone, you get to really know them and share their life in a way that you might not at any women's retreat or any other event. And it's just a great way to be able to share those Joshua markers in your life with someone else so that they might be able to be helped through their struggle. So that's how, that's what I thought of as Sonia was saying that. So good. How about you, Autumn? Well, I would say the, the greatest thing about growing older is having grandkids. Do I sound like a grandmother or what? Yes, I <laughs> love hard it. hard to define. And, and until you get that wonderful opportunity, you just have to abide those of us that are in it. Uh, I'm loving being free. I have so many choices right now. I'm blessed with amazing, excellent health. I don't take meds. Um, I have no dog anymore. And so I don't have to worry about things like that tying me down, which is just so freeing. 
Um, I've really been enjoying new experiences. I, I, Sonia, I'm with you. I not only went zip lining, I've, I've bungee jumped and I hope to jump out of an airplane one of these days with a parachute. So I, I just like the freedom that this stage of life has afforded me and just learning to let go of the things that I thought were so important. I guess the hardest part is all the stuff you accumulate, the older you get. The first half of your life, they say you spend acquiring things and then the second half getting rid of them. So that's a, that's a challenge I'm in right now. But um, I guess too, as you grow older, um, people that are younger can sometimes exclude you because they feel like they couldn't relate to you. And Mm. I would encourage you to have friends of all ages. Um, Just because someone's skin is a little wrinkled or they have grown children, uh, it could be that the best friend you've ever had is someone 20 years difference in your, in your age. And, and, um, and so I would encourage everyone here, whether you're older like me or younger to reach out and find a friend that, um, that you just like and, uh, and learn from each other. I think it's a wise thing to do. So there is just wisdom and goodness oozing off the airwaves from you ladies. Um, I'm actually truly taking notes as we do this podcast. I'm like, I'm loving some of these ideas. Okay. We are running out of time, but here is the last thing. This will be fun. It'll give us a little snapshot into you. If I came to your house right now, what would be on your nightstand and why is it there? Um, I was looking at besides my hand cream and my lip stuff and my eye cream and my all my little creams to keep me not looking so old. Um, on my nightstand is my Kindle because I love to read and I feel like there's so much um, wisdom in books. But a new book also that is on my nightstand that I am really enjoying is Praying the Scriptures for Your Adult Children. Um, and I have really enjoyed that book. I, as an empty nester with adult children, um, you're, you know, parenting is never done, but it's great to be able to, um, pray some of these scriptures for my children at the different stages they're in. So that's what's on my nightstand right now. Nice. How about you, Autumn? Well, I have probably several versions of the Bible. Um, and then of course my phone, I run to my phone for all the different versions when I'm reading the scripture, because I, I feel like just reading one version is, is a mistake. And I enjoy even having the option of looking up words in the Greek and Hebrew as I'm doing that. I have a stack of books, always too many books. I don't read just one book and put it down when I'm finished. I'm, I'm always working on several books and Anymore these days, they're mostly about my faith journey. I do read for fun on my Kindle now and then. Um, lots of water, lip balm, and my headphones. I keep headphones on my nightstand because some nights I wake up in the middle of the night and I can't sleep. And so I'll listen to scripture or teachings or even meditations that um, just kind of help me center in and focus on rest and the truth and the word of God that helped me to just go back to sleep. So it's stacked sky high. That nightstand is cluttered. 
I, I love it. I'm just thinking quick before um, Sonia brings us what's on her nightstand. I'm thinking about being a roommate with you and how you mentored me with my little earbuds to listen to your meditation first thing in the morning. That's right. And as we went to bed. So you really do that. And it really, really impacted do. me. We just laid in our little bed and listened to the meditation as well, we got know, up out of bed. It you know, awesome. Tracy, it's so easy to to let our minds just race. And um, God has given us this wonderful thing called sleep. It's the best thing we can do is, is get a good night's rest. And so good. I've really tried to focus on that. Yeah, that's good. All right. Bring us home, friend. So, yeah, I'd like to say that I have, you know, all that, that wonderful stuff, you know, these, these really deep things on my nightstand. I do have Michelle Obama's book um, on a bottom shelf, the one uh, becoming. Um, I also have a beautiful plant that I got from another wise woman on her retirement. But my pride and joy on my nightstand right now, since I've recently moved and I'm reconfiguring my space, is literally my first American Girl doll. And this is the doll that my twins bought me when I started sewing for, um, if you know anything about 18-inch dolls, they're all the rave right now. And, and I started sewing doll clothes and selling them. And so my twins decided that I needed to have my own American Girl doll. So this doll is sitting on my nightstand. She's been re-wigged with a platinum blonde wig that people say that I should wear. And she's also wearing a one-of-a-kind, really cool jacket that I designed and sewed. And so she's got this great outfit and it just kind of fits into the space. So it, it reminds me again of, you know, one, my children's love for me. It reminds me, you know, I put her there because it, 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 she truly looks like me. She's, she's, um, an extension of, you know, my personality, my style, because as you know, I have no girls. So, you know, I've got this really great doll sitting on my nightstand and she's just kind of watching over her mama. So yeah, that's what's on my nightstand. <laughs> you got your mini, you got a mini me on your nightstand. I and do. The, I and the, the great thing I love about Sonia is I never see her without a new look, a new color, a new length, a new braid. I mean, it's just, it's always Changing something the hair. really fun that's coming off of, of, of your creative head, which is one of the highlights of our friendship is seeing what new looks you come up with. So the idea of having a mini me by your nightstand in a little platinum wig is, is actually really fun to think about. So ladies, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being with me here today on my birthday. Thank you for the wisdom that you bring. Thank you, each one of you, for the way that you've contributed to the sisterhood, the movement of the Freedom Challenge, how you've given of your heart, how you've given of yourself. And then today, you've given me a great present. And those who listen with your wisdom, your insight, your stories, and who you are. So I love each of you dearly, and I am grateful. And so for now, listeners, what I'd like to say is happy, happy Christmas month. We're celebrating Jesus all month long, and I've always been thankful that I get to share a birthday month with the Savior. But I just hope as we go about our our days and our um, our hours this month that we would just be mindful of our freedom and the cost of our freedom through Jesus Christ, that we would keep our hearts focused on that, and that we would continue to stand in the fight of doing good, 
helping enslaved women and children, doing more than you ever thought physically possible, and doing it together, connecting with women who have a shared heart for a hurting world. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. If you liked what you heard, join the fight to set women and children on a pathway to freedom across the globe. We are a proud ministry of Operation Mobilization USA and encourage you to learn more at thefreedomchallenge.com and omusa.org for how you can get involved. Follow us on Facebook, on Instagram at the FCUSA, and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to let us know what you think. We'll see you next time.